Alright, so episode one for final Premier League table. We've taken time to uh, compose a list of what we think the final top 10 of a Premier League 2021 season is going to look like. So, quickly, before we go into our actual list, um, what's the biggest surprise of the top 10 for you, Els? I think it's got to be West Ham, to be honest. I think, compared to last season, the, um, the improvement that they've made... The fact that they're challenging and they can very well get a Champions League place is pretty pretty impressive, I think. Yeah, no, to be honest, I remember before a season when you're like you all compose like our weight predictions where you think teams are gonna finish. And I hold my hands up. I, I put West Ham low. There was like no investment in the summer. Um they brought Suchek and Sufal in, which before the season you're thinking, Oh, really getting some of these players in you haven't really heard of them before you didn't think they're going to really set their team alight and as well I think the real acquisition which has really sparked their season was the January transfer of Jesse Lingard that has really really changed their season around and that the team morale they have at the moment um, unrivaled I think when you look at other teams around them but yeah so I'd agree West Ham are the biggest surprises. I, I also want to give a mention to Leeds because what Bielsa's done with that team, um, I'm, a, I'm a Tottenham fan, hold my hands up. Um, they beat us at weekend, very sore, very, <laughs> very sore. But um, you look at them players and without a massive amount of investment, apart from like players like Rodrigo, who isn't really a starter, um, you got Rafinha, who has played very well for them, but there's still a lot of championship level players in that team, and Bielsa has made them into Premier League performers. And mm. uh, credit to them, massive credit to them back in the Premier League. If they I, can I push think, on, I think yeah. when they came up, there was almost like an expectation that they they'd have a good season. I've, there was a, a lot of talk about them, like after all these years coming back up to the Premier League. Um, so I think that there was a, a fair bit of pressure on them, to be fair, and um, they've dealt with it very well. And they've been just like exciting to watch more than anything. Yeah. Like it, as much as they're um, conceding goals, they're scoring lots of goals as well, and it, it's kind of shown with their position in the table as well. Yeah, and the scary thing about it was um, the last. The last set of fixtures, really, they've um, tightened up their defence, really. If you look at their um, form against the top six, the, the so-called top six, um, pretty much all draws, uh, apart from Tottenham, of course. Um, they've done really well. They've sort of tightened up their defence. They've man- I think the problem with Bielsa, when he first came into the league, and I think you saw it in the first game against Liverpool, and... Correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was a 4-3 game where it was uh, goals, scoring goals for fun, really. And I, I thought it was going to be a case of he had his way of playing and he didn't, he couldn't adapt it. Had his way, if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. I didn't think he had that in his like locker to adapt. And I think he's shown, especially in the second part of the season, that he's been able to adapt to Leeds mentality really to be like oh no let's calm it down let's actually focus a bit on defending and get these results and uh, as I 
well, look at the position in the table now. Like I said, there's still championship players in that team, but he has got them so fit. Yeah. The they, they've got they've got that foundation now. They they've done it for one season. From here, they can look to bring in some players and just grow from where they are. They they've they've got that solid base there. They know they can do it in the Premier League, which uh-huh. is quite exciting for next season. I think they also owe it to the fans, really, because it's their first season back in the Premier League for however long, and there's been no fans there to see it. Mm. Um, so, I think it was always a bit—it was a big thing for Leeds to stay up this year, just for more than anything, just to give the fans the feeling of being in the Premier League, being at Ellen Road, and actually watch their team play. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be an interesting uh, season next year for them. As a Spurs fan, I wouldn't mind Bielsa coming to Tottenham. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what um, happens at Leeds. But um, all right, so we've already got distracted. <laughs> yeah, we've got distracted by the notable teams, which, as a Spurs fan, like I say, doesn't make me too happy. But um, okay, so the Premier League table, as we're talking right now, currently, so you've got Manchester City at top. Uh, Man United, Chelsea, Leicester, West Ham, Liverpool, Spurs, Everton, Arsenal, Leeds, and then Villa. I, 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 that's 11, um, but I thought you've got to give Villa so close at the moment and they've got a game in hand, but one of them teams I won't be commenting on because that won't be a top 10. So, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. So... Champions, I have Manchester City. I know, big shock. shock big, yeah. yeah, big shock there. <laughs> Second place, Man United, uh, which, considering what their owners are doing to that club, is absolutely disgraceful. Second in the Premier League. Like, How, how could you be a Man United fan right now? Um, third place, hate to say it, Chelsea. Big shock. Yeah, the result at the weekend against Man City, um, yeah, confirmed it for me, unfortunately. Fourth place. So, funny enough, so, yeah, Man City on 89 points, Man United on 78 points, Chelsea on 71 points. I've gone fourth, fifth and sixth, all joint on 67 points at the end of the season. Jesus, okay. So, currently, out of, so, the three teams are Leicester, Liverpool, West Ham. No particular order. Just add the suspense a bit. So at the moment, Leicester have the best goal difference. Liverpool have the second best and West Ham have the worst. But if you look at the fixtures, Leicester, even though they have the better goal difference, have got the hardest fixtures left. You've got Chelsea, Tottenham, Manchester United. I've gone for Liverpool managing to get top four. With that game in hand, I know against United, but I also think with the rest of the games they've got left, uh, especially with Crystal Palace as their last game, I I see them running ahead in terms of goal scoring. And West Ham, they're 10 goals away from Leicester. And even though Leicester have got a hard set of fixtures, I don't see Leicester dropping a 10-goal lead over like West Ham. So, yeah, so it goes Liverpool fourth, Leicester sixth, and West Ham, uh, Leicester fifth, West Ham sixth. Yep. Then we've got the mighty Spurs in seventh, which <laughs> is a painful, painful third tier Europa League spot, 
which I'm not a fan of. I really do not want. So I don't mind actually as long as we finish above Arsenal. Um, eighth, I've got Everton on 62 points. I've put Arsenal in ninth. I really wanted to put them out of it, but I, I, I couldn't see it. And in 10th place, I've got Leeds. I've got them finishing over Villa because I feel their fixtures are more favourable. So first for me, first season back in the Premier League and Leeds have finished in the top 10, which would be quite a story. Um, yeah, what what is... Uh, 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 let's hear yours first. Let's hear your. Let's hear yours first. Well, straight away, my my top six is exactly the same as yours. Wow, you've got you. Yeah, so I, so I think the top three were pretty easy. I think yes, as you said, like after the weekend the result against City, Chelsea are going to get third. Like you, you can't really see them dropping now. It the the t- yeah, tough right. one was fourth spot, and I've gone for Liverpool. I think a bit bit based off the fixtures, they've got that game in hand. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just have a feeling they're just going to bit get a bit of momentum. Um, well, they got that. They got the win bit. against Southampton, didn't they? And that was quite big because they were coming off the back of um, two draws in the league. Um, so it was quite a big win for them against Southampton. Um, but just just commenting on Liverpool, so we've got them in the same position. Yeah, they've got Man United this week, and then their next three, their final three games are they're, they're easy. West easy Brom wins. away, Burnley away. So West Brom already relegated team. Yeah, Burnley fighting for absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and Crystal Palace at home. Who um, didn't they secure their safety at the weekend? Um, I'm not too sure to be fair. I, th- I think they may have secured their safety. So, and going off the last game against Palace, where it was a was it a seven one? I think it was seven one. Um, I, I just I don't I don't I see them getting a draw against United, and I don't see them getting much less than nine points. Yeah, um, I just I, I can't see it. But Liverpool this season have thrown up a few surprises. So yeah, it will. That's the thing. You never know, but. I think, yeah, I, I sort of threw that in as not not playing devil's advocate, but I think it's just, it would be like a, a bit of a twist at the end of the season, but definitely like, possible. The thing is, I'm looking, I'm looking at the table currently right now. How much was yours based on the result from Friday night game between Leicester and Newcastle? Because the table right now... Leicester are sitting five points ahead of West Ham, yep. level on games, and they're six points behind Liverpool, with Liverpool got a game in hand against Manchester United. So you can easily see Liverpool, I, I think it's going to be a draw, but you, it, I wouldn't put it past Liverpool losing that game. So they could go into three games left with six points. It's, But I think the problem with Leicester is, and it goes down to what happened last year, they have a good start, but the end of the season just seems so inconsistent. Um, I just, I just, uh, I feel, I feel rude saying Leicester aren't going to get it. Like when they're that far ahead, like six, six point five point six points ahead. But if we're being brutally honest, you look at Leicester's last fixtures. So they've got Man United. Tomorrow night, 
the only favourable thing they have for that game is the fact um, Manu have got a very heavy fixture list this week, so they may play a week inside. Um, they've got Chelsea in the FA Cup on the weekend, and then straight after that, they've got Chelsea in a week. Yep. They may get a draw out of you. Um, I don't and then Tottenham last game of the season, I feel, to be honest, I feel that could be a one they get the win out of. Um, again, pains me to say it. But it comes out, I just, but again, Tottenham have quite a good record against Leicester sometimes. So who knows? I just, I'd be very, very surprised if they come out of them set of fixtures with more than four points. No, no that's I, that's I, exactly I, what I was factoring in, really. And I, I so, and I, I had Leicester on sixty, Sarah on sixty-three points now, and I've had having them finish on sixty-seven. So that's given them four points. And as I was writing this list, I was like, I feel like I'm being generous, to be honest, because I, United, I think I gave them the draw against United just because of a fixture list, and I think they, I gave them the win over us, to be honest. Um, Chelsea, just to comment on Chelsea at the moment, Tuchel, what, um, Tuchel, whatever, whatever <laughs> pronunciation you prefer. Um, I just, I, I said it to you earlier. I was confused. I didn't know if he's got your players playing better or his tactics are just so first class that it's teams can't beat you. It's both. Oh, I'm such a Chelsea fan. Mate, I, I absolutely love the bloke. <laughs> like, so, okay, so it's going a bit off topic here, but with Frank, the whole Frank Lampard thing, I obviously absolutely gutted when he got sacked. Like, it would have been just like a perfect story, like him coming back to Chelsea and it all working out, but it, it wasn't to be. And so t- Tuchel had a hard job on his hands, really, coming in sort of, being that replacement for Frank and like just since the first very first game I think it was against Wolves we we only drew um but you could just see an instant change in the way that we were playing and it's the, the intentions that we had when we were playing um and that's just carried through and just going into every game now I just I just feel so confident um I- which is a, a lovely feeling to have. Yeah, oh, mate, I'm jealous. I'm, <laughs> I am jealous of that. I, I will not lie. I, I don't know what that feels like, to be honest. Um, I, I remember your first couple of fixtures under, under him, especially the, the Wolves game and stuff. And then you, I think you played Southampton and you grinded out a win. I remember I was like, you've got to give a new manager time. I wasn't sold on him. I probably due to my hatred of Chelsea. Um, I was overcritical of him. But I remember your first lineup, and it looked like he chose a team based on the names of the players, like so Asper Equator. Yeah, well, uh, he, for he, experience. He came out and after that first fixture and saying he went for experience. So he, he, he yeah, he was like upfront about that, saying it was unfair. It was literally just purely experience, probably a few names in there. Um, but you got you can't blame him on you can't blame him. On. But I, I, but, th- I think he had like two days or something to prefer. Like, oh no, like yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not criticizing it. The point I'm trying to get to is he came in and said that at that press conference, and then you saw the likes of Hudson Odoi come in. 
if you look at your team now and the team he's playing on a regular basis, he hasn't changed much. He's kept Asper Equator in that right wing that position. He's he, he's stood by Rudiger. He's 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 stood by Jorginho, and he's it, it's almost like I think the way you play at the moment is you've got your system, and it's not you're not relying on player on individual players to have a spark because Mount. I love Mount. Uh, I, he's 100% in my England team. That's a conversation for another day, but he's 100% in my England team. Um, but Real Madrid, um, he had a poor game in the second leg. But Havertz stepped up. Yeah. Uh, compared to his high standards this season, I don't think he had as good a game as he has. I don't to. think you can say he had a poor game, Colm. I'm sorry, but I I am having that very high standard now. I am... I, for me, he's a guaranteed starter in the England squad. Guaranteed mm. starter. Um, and, yeah, I just... It's, all right, this isn't a critique and Mason Mount conversation because I, I rate him very, very highly. I feel like it's he's won you point, over a little bit. He's won everyone over, really. Yes, I, I think his work ethic, it's just... I think you look at... It's like him and Phil Foden. You look at them and you, you just don't expect them to be able to produce what they do. And, it, yeah, he's just, well, he stepped, also, another thing with Mason Mount, just adding on to the whole Chelsea conversation, everyone thought that Mount was Frank's golden child, he would struggle under a new manager. I think he's even better under oh, Tuchel, yeah, because he, sure. he's, he's got new freedom, he's got, a, he's been given more freedom in that centre of the park, he's, because under Frank, it was almost like, we don't have an out-and-out strike, well, we had we have Tammy Abraham. He's scoring our goals. I don't really like Tammy Abraham. Vernon's not scoring. Mount, can you just push up on that striker and basically act as that false nine player? But Tuchel's come in and been like, no, Mount, I want you to have the freedom to move the ball around, do what you want with the ball. Havertz, you're my false nine. And it's... I heard it. I heard they say on Talk Sport the other day, Tuchel came in and you said he came in and had a difficult task. I'm not gonna lie. If our first, if our first job in English football was um, coming into a bunch of 200, 200 million pound new players, and I, I don't think you complain too much about it. Um, but he had all the he had all the chess pieces Frank Lampard had. He just put them in different positions, and they're just playing better because of it. Um, it like I said, it's very very frustrating, especially when you. The Madrid game, the second leg, you absolutely outplayed them. Absolutely, they didn't. They didn't know what to do. And Kante, he's a different oh. man. He's he's gone back to that first season at you or that title winning season at Leicester. He's replicating oh, their he's, performances. He's just unbelievable, isn't he? What a but, beast! Beginning of the season, I don't know about you. I thought he was past it. He wasn't doing much. He was like he was sloppy in the I ball. Think he, he had um he had a series of injuries, which I don't think helped him. But you're right. He he wasn't quite the same player that he was. But he like a hundred percent just batter, if not better than what he was before. He's he's playing so well. <laughs> do you, do you know what he really reminded? He's like if you remember the Leicester in the first season, so the Leicester season and the Conte season. Yeah, they he was complete. 
uh, CDM, Makalele role. Complete mm-hmm. that player. Sarri came along and made him a false nine. That's how far he was up the pitch, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then Lampard, it was like, oh, I want you to do it on your own, the whole defensive midfield role. He had Kovacic, but Kovacic pushed up a little bit. It, it was, it, Kante was like sort of like the lone soldier. Under uh, Tuchel, it's like the best sort, best of like the Sarri, the Conte, and Lampard. He's like he's yeah, in the middle. He's just merged. He's he's merged what Sarri wanted him to do, and he's merged what all the rest of the managers wanted him to do. Yeah, and I think having that player like Jorginho, who will not push up because he doesn't have the pace to play like that, and will just sit and put the balls around, allows Kante to. Go go left, right, chase people down, grab a ball, yeah. and also play with the ball as well, as we saw against Real Madrid. So mm-hmm. it's it is very is is as a football fan, it's nice to watch. As a Tottenham fan, it's horrible to watch. Yeah, but but I, tough times for you, bro. Yeah, it's not it's not nice. Yeah, I do. Anyway, I, if I um if I finish off that list, then I can tell you yeah. where I think Spurs will finish. Oh, I was trying so, to, to I, so in seventh place, then I've gone for Everton. Oh, Eighth, my. I've gone for Spurs, then Arsenal, and in that tenth spot, I I've gone for Villa. You gone for Villa over, Le- over Leeds? Yeah. Ah. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure what's made me think that, but I don't know. I just got that gut feeling. Villa will finish well, in the top feeling. ten. I think, to be but honest, see, I uh, think now Ollie Watkins has got that ban. I don't see that happening. Okay, we'll see that. To be fair, I don't, I'm more interested to talk about Spurs now. Spurs. Oh. What do you want to know? Well, just mate, open up your heart. Tell me. Open up my heart. Open up my heart. Um, there's so many things wrong with the club. There's so many things wrong with the players. Um, I think you've got to look at the squad. If you look at the squad and you look at the Pochettino era, you look at the Jose Mourinho stint, I won't call it an era, stint, and now the Ryan Mason stint, (laughs) um, the team hasn't changed. The team is stale. We look back at that 2016 season, well, to fair, it was about three seasons where we were up there. Ali was performing. Ali was scoring. Ali was assisting. Kane was scoring. Song was scoring. Eriksson was actually working hard and providing assists. We had Dyer in, like, we had Dembele, who, when fit, was straight in our team. We had Kyle Walker, best English fullback. We had Danny Rose, another one of the best English fullbacks. We had Toby Alderweireld, Jan Vertonghen, two arguably the best centre backs in the Premier League at that point. Yeah, um, especially with the likes of Manchester United, Man City, all wanting to buy them. And Lloris, there was question marks about him, and there are still question marks about him. But the team was good. But the question was, is our squad good enough? Because when you look back at our bench, it was like Lamella, Bentelab, Vincent Janssen. I've probably lost you on a few of their names already. Yeah. Um, George, Kevin, and Kudu, um, Andros Townsend. Um, it, it was it, it was painful. It it was painful, um, and we just never we've never kicked on from that. 
got rid of Walker, Trippier was in, like got stepped up. And it, it feels as a Tottenham man, it feels like we're almost there, but we're never quite there. We're top of the season at this point last um, this season, weren't we earlier yeah. on? And we were playing negative football, and I said I'm not going to complain. If we win the title this way, I didn't think we were going to win the title, but it was just a statement. You definitely oh, did. Yes, maybe I did. You definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it's passion, isn't it? It's, it's what it's about. Honestly, you, you, you score a 90th minute winner against Burnley, and you think you're the best team in the world. Like, it's just, it's just the way it is as football fans. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wasn't going to complain, but I wasn't happy with it. Even when we were winning games, I wasn't happy. It was. I was sitting there and you didn't. You were either going to win the game 1 0 or lose the game 1 0. Then that's how it started. And then obviously Mourinho lost the fat, uh, not fans, the players. And the lack of confidence in our defence is just abysmal. And I think, like I said, going back and looking at our teams, we have never had debt for the last however many years. That's been one problem. But we had a good enough starting eleven, and every single year that starting eleven has depreciated, got worse, got older, and we just haven't added anything to it. And you look at our attack and stuff, and our attack, we should we should be scoring goals for fun, but we just don't. I think the best example of it is look at Liverpool. Liverpool had a very good attack; they could score goals. Like Liverpool. For the whole time I've been watching Premier League, Liverpool have been able to score goals. Apart from the two seasons when they had like Dave, David, Ngog as their striker, but like when they had Sturridge, when they had uh, Suarez, could score goals. But the question always came from the defence. Then you look at Van Dijk came in, and then they had Trent come through academy. They bought and Andy Robertson from Hull. Having that defence allows you especially in Liverpool's case, to play out from the back. And also, as soon as your defenders are a threat as well, it means other teams' attackers and midfielders have to worry about them as well, which allows more space to happen. You see it with Man City this year, Cancelo and Walker, what threat, even Zinchenko, what threats they can be. And the problem with Tottenham is we just do not have that quality in our defence at all. And when it comes to actually defending... We don't have the ability to push Regulon or Aurier up and then rely on Dyer to be able to defend at the back. Whereas the likes of Liverpool with Van Dijk, uh, Man City with Diaz, have the ability to do that. So it, I think it just comes down to our squad, to be honest. Our squad is not nowhere near strong enough. We, as Spurs fans, the media as well, we have this perception of we should be doing much better, better which... We should do, but we just, yeah, we just really, really struggle. But what? I've got more things to add. But what's your perception on it? As a not a Spurs fan, as a rival football fan, what is your perception of Spurs? Without saying bottle jobs, I actually want a <laughs> genuine perception. It's a tough one because it's a bit of a recurring theme with you. Like you, um, like you get you get your hopes up. And then you bottle it, which I know. I know. I, I, I don't want to say that, but <laughs> okay. So 
Okay, look, looking at it from a different perspective, and something I can probably relate to is having Mourinho as your manager, <laughs> and having that that sort of decline where things seem to sort of just spiral out, and it's he he seems to lose the dressing room or whatever. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Regardless of that, I think sacking Mourinho was such a poor decision because I I think you've just given yourself no hope for the remainder of the season. If you still had Mourinho, that there would be that that little bit of magic, that that little spark that could get you back into contention for the top four. Like it'd be unlikely, but you, you still got that chance. Like if you're going to sack Mourinho, you don't put Ryan Mason in charge. Can I just add one thing quickly, just onto that matter? Go on. The sacking of Mourinho highlighted the stance Levy is taking and where he sees well what he sees in this club. There's been a lot of talk around, I don't know if you know this, Levy's the chairman, Joe Lewis is our owner, and Joe Lewis owns, and Levy, they own or, yeah, they own a, a company called Enic, uh, which is a financing company. Um, and for a long time, many Spurs fans have moaned about um, it being a monetary thing, Tottenham for them, they're just a revenue stream. And they've never wanted to invest in the club which if you could facts and figures um we don't invest really much of the revenue we make into a club let alone the owner's own money unlike teams like yourself chelsea man city mm-hmm. um but the second of Mourinho, i don't know if you remember do you remember the anti antonio conte sacking by yourself chelsea yeah do you remember what happened to him do you remember what he did he sued um, Chelsea for wrongful dismissal because they he won the league and then he got sacked. And then do won you, the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, do, do you remember that? Yeah, to be fair, I can't he got, he, got, he, he sued them for wrongful dismissal, right. which he won. If Mourinho had managed to beat Manchester City in that final, which you're looking at our performance, our strikers let us down, our defence didn't, which is very weird to say out loud. And it was only a 1-0 defeat from a set-piece goal. Yeah. But, if he had won us that cup, Levy would have, if he had sacked him, would have had to pay him an absolute fortune. If he wins it, it, why would you sack him? because this is what I'm getting at. This is the stance Levy sees as our club. It's only a monetary thing. If he... Levy wanted to sack Jose Mourinho anyway. There was rumours about it for a long time before that final. That he wanted to sack him because he was fed up of the way we were playing football. There was rumours that players wanted to leave the club and Levy didn't want that to happen. Because if players leave a club, that means he has to spend more money on them. On bringing replacements in. He did not want that. So, Levy made a conscious decision to basically say, what do I value more? Winning the cup and getting fined for wrongful dismissal or sued for wrongful dismissal and paying out money, but I have a cup. Or, get rid of a manager for cheap, appoint someone for peanuts because he's already um, employed by the club. And sacrifice a trophy. There was only one choice he was ever, ever going for. And that is our chairman, Daniel Levy. To an absolute T. 
And that's what hurts so much as a Spurs fan. Because you as soon as that appointment was done, it, it again on Talk Sport they were saying it, Simon Jordan was like, it, it's clear, it's clear. It would have been Antonio Conte. Mourinho would have sued us. We were about to pay a lot of money and Levy was like, oh, mm, do I really want to pay five million just to win a cup? Oh, no, I don't want that. That that that's that's basically what it comes down to. He didn't want he right. he was going to sack him anyway. He didn't want the fork out of the money for the wrongful dismissal claim. Um, so just part of your sort of reasoning behind that there was you said that players wanted to leave. Do you, firstly, do you, do you know which players those are? <laughs> Funny enough, it wasn't Kane or Son, which does surprise me, but. <laughs> It's a weird one because Kane, you, you think he wouldn't score that much, but under Mourinho, he had one of his most successful years, which yeah. is very contradicting when you look at the style of football. Um, but just to add on that quickly, Kane's a weird one. Kane is a very weird player, and I don't think he'd be suited to Man City. Just just to add, put it in there, because if you watch Kane play, how he's adapted his game, especially with his injuries, he doesn't like to play in the striker, play on the last defender, because he's worried about ankle rolling and stuff. And he sits a deep lot. He sits deep a lot, and he comes in last minute, edge of a box. He doesn't get a lot of tappings. He's not that player. He's not that player who sits on the last man and just wants to be around that penalty area. He's not like that. So I don't think he'd be suited to City. And I think that's why he got a few goals with Mourinho. We played a low block. Most of the time, we didn't really have a ball in the area. We had the ball outside the area. Yeah. That's where Kane predominantly spends a lot of his time at the moment. Um, I think it was a lot of the uh, like rotation players or the players who weren't guaranteed starters. But you could see as start like if you if they if you saw them in the team, you wouldn't be surprised. But it wasn't like the fans' favourite. So I think the likes of Lamella, Winks, uh, Bergwijn, who signed, and there was a lot of potential there, but he just hasn't played him. Deli Ali, another one, um, who is one of Levy's favourite players, may I add. So that was yeah. definitely going to be a big reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I just you you look at Man City, especially now with Tuchel coming into Chelsea, mate. You look at some of the teams and how they're playing football. And it must it must be depressing as a footballer, just seeing teams like that play that style of football, and you're sitting in a low block, but like for ninety minutes when you're one nil up, like it must That's it must thing. get it's, to um, you. It, it's all fun whilst you're winning games. It's it's as soon as you start losing, it's when you turn and you think, okay, you haven't got anything now. You're not playing nice football and you're not winning, so. Is it fun? Well, when you're winning. This is... I'd rather rather win a trophy, bro. Yes. No, I I give you that. But towards the end of his uh, time at Spurs, we didn't look like we were going to win anything. Didn't even look like we were going to win the first ball, mate. Like, there was nothing about us at all. Um, I think he would have won the cup final. uh, I, I don't... We could, mate. We can even beat Newcastle under him. Like, it was it was painful. It really, really was painful watching the last this whole season. 
this has been really painful to watch, even when we were winning. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if you really are happy. For, I think the level of football in this country has been elevated so much by Manchester City and Liverpool in the last few years. There's been an expectation of how football should be played, to be honest. Um, and even United, Oli gets a lot of stick, but look at their position in the league. They still managed to get big results. They managed to score goals and stuff. Like there's an expectation, expectation to play nice football, score goals. And Tottenham, we did that for a lot of years. Didn't win anything. We appointed Mourinho to win us stuff and play a different way. And I still think we wouldn't have won anything. So we've tried both scenarios now. Where do we go from there? That is that is the million dollar question. Where mm. do we go? Do we go back to the attractive style of football and win nothing? Do we go back to the boring style of football? We win nothing. <laughs> and still win nothing, yeah. Yeah, what do we do? It's <laughs> And you're hearing about Ajax manager, um, who I was a fan of, especially how he got Ajax playing in that Champions League run a few years back. Um, we're interested in him. He signs a new contract for Ajax. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, Brendan Rodgers, we're interested in you. Oh, he turns us down. Oh, um, yeah, about to sign a new Leicester why would, contract. Why would Brendan Rodgers go to you? If that was a question last season, I'd be like, we are a bigger club than Leicester. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. Money he's, he's, he's might... got something going at Leicester, though. No, that's what I'm saying. You asked me a question last year. I said, don't kid ourselves. Money rules football. You look at the revenue and stuff. We're bringing in the TV rights money and all that. We're, we're right. a much bigger club than Leicester. Did, did they not finish above you last season? This is what Elliot, this is what I'm trying to say. Money <laughs> rules football. Money right. rules. It doesn't matter about they won the Premier League title how many years ago. They finished above us. It makes no difference. Money rules football. But it's kind of hypocritical that money rules football, but we haven't got an owner who <laughs> wants to spend money. So the fact <laughs> we've got money is pointless. But... Um, so yeah I think this is now it's a sideways step or maybe even a backwards step oh, for, a backwards step mate you, uh, no because the money you've got to think of the monetary aspect of it, it makes you it haven't sideways. even got a manager Ryan, Ryan Mason won't be there next season who, who are you going to have as, as your manager that's the problem it seems like every time I look mate we're getting turned down by someone else <laughs> Nagelsmann we got turned well, he went to Bayern Munich I don't blame him I wouldn't even come to us if I was him anyway and then we're getting linked. Uh, you're looking at the bookies' favourite, um, Scott Parker, who I think he's had it tough with Fulham, but he's not ready to be a manager. You've got Graham Potter. He plays all this nice football, and we're a Brighton in the league. <laughs> it's going to be the same old story. It's. I think we almost need a revolutionary-type manager, like Liverpool have a Klopp, Man City have a Pep, and you'll have him with Tuchel. Like, someone to come in and completely change it. Completely change it. Yeah. I, I think we need a squad overhaul as well. That is desperate. Yeah, but you, that's not Tottenham though, is it? It's not Tottenham. Also, it's not going to happen because of COVID. Um, makes things much harder. I, I, I just don't... I see us 
Arsenal have been going through this for the last three years, and we've gone through it the last. Actually, I say Arsenal in the last five years, to be honest. And we've it started after the Champions League final, the season after. Well, it started before Champions League final because we started losing games and went into Champions League final in very poor form. Um, and last season was atrocious. This season was being arguably worse. Um, I, I really see us like this for another two, three years or until the ownership changes because we need a big influx of players. We really, really do because it's not just you need a couple, you need a better centre-back, you need a better right-back, you, you need a central midfielder box-to-box. You, you, you need a squad. You, you need a squad and we do not have a squad which can compete. But... I've, I don't know who I'd have as my manager next season. I really, I really, I don't want. I've, we've been linked with the Wolves manner, Nuno. I don't. I'm not a fan of him. Yeah. He plays a low block at Wolves, and he's been figured out this year. And the problem is, I'm, I'm, this is a very controversial point, but if we get him, it's like another Pochettino. Pochettino got us playing good football, but he had no plan B. And you're looking at Paris at the moment. They're not even going to win the league. It's disgraceful. <laughs> That's like Man City not even getting top four. Yeah. Like it's we need we need a manager who can change his ways, play nice football, actually to win stuff. And it, it sounds like any manager should be able to do that, but in Tottenham's case, yeah, we, we haven't been able to find one. Yeah. We just haven't been able to find one. It, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mess, bro. It's a mess. Yeah, I, and like I said, being brutally honest, I do not see this changing in the next couple of years. Right, it's I, really, well. I really, really don't. And yeah, it's painful to say, but one positive... We've both got Arsenal finishing below, so that's yes. what, that's what, that's one positive. <laughs> what's what what's happening there? Like we've slagged Tottenham off enough, and yeah, I'm concerned this is turning into a Tottenham podcast, which I didn't sign up for really. Oh man, um, if it's a Tottenham podcast, it'd just maybe me crying most weeks, to be honest. <laughs> and then that odd occasion we beat uh, Burnley and me thinking we've won the Champions League, but um, Arsenal, what has happened there? It's, um, right. I don't know, it's, I think just since the sacking of Wenger, how long ago was that now? What, six years ago, maybe? Was it six? It can't have been six. I'm, I'm kind of guessing, but. It can't have been six. Who, who came in after him? It was Emery, wasn't it? It was Emery, I think. Yeah, it can't have been. No, because Emery got sacked at the beginning of this season, mate. Oh, well, my timeline's a bit messed up, but it, anyway, it seems a while ago, because um, that's how long Arsenal have been absolutely shocking for. They, they, they're a joke of a club at the moment. What What year do you think? So, what, what did you say? I, I said six years ago. So, two thousand eighteen. Was it? All right, four, yes. Four years. Current four years. Free, more free, but okay. whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's they've um, 
I, I don't know how to describe it. To be honest, I, 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 I don't know how to how to. Explain I think there's one. There. I think there's one word, and I think it describes again Tottenham as well, and it's a word who. Have, it it's also described West Ham a lot recently, well, over the years. But they've sort of lost it this season, which fair play to them, and also Everton. Everton was a massive culprit of it. Don't, they don't have an identity. Tottenham and Arsenal have lost their identity as football clubs. They really have. Like I said, Tottenham were we played well but didn't win anything. Arsenal have always been well, played well and won stuff. Like it pains me to say it. Everyone talks about their lack of winning leagues. They still won cups. They won FA cups. They won league cup. They they won stuff. They did win stuff. But you look at them now, like Arteta won, like did win them the FA Cup fair at the end of last season. But um, you look at them now, and I thought I thought it was going to change when they beat you around December time when they put all them youngsters out, and I thought, yeah, all right, he's actually changed this around. He's thought, screw all the big names. I'm going to play with players who want to play for Arsenal. Yeah, and. Well, I thought that was a turning point, but it it, it, it just hasn't been. It just really hasn't. I just, I, I don't know if it's too big a job for a Teta too early on because he sat behind Pep for however many years. He thought, oh, I can do this coaching lark. He's gone to Arsenal, which is a big job, and he just, I think he showed he wasn't ready for it. To be honest. Um, I've, I think they've got potential because they've got a lot of young players that they had a few injuries this year. But I think I think they're like Tottenham. I think they need an overhaul. I didn't think they need an overhaul of players again. I, it's funny. Both North London teams, I think, are complete um, mirrors of each other. Both got shambolic defences with a few stars in terms of like, so Tottenham, Regulon. Arsenal, Tierney, rest, shocking. Yeah. Um, they've got a few good players in midfield. They've got good attackers, both teams. Um, but the, squad, the squads aren't strong enough. Really, really aren't strong enough. When you've got Arsenal, when you've got, I don't know how old, I think, is he 18 or 19, Saka? When you've got a player sure. of that age being your best player, the one who... When the going gets tough, you turn to him. Like, come on, mate, what are you going to produce? Right. It's, not, it's right. not right. It is really not right. Um, and especially with Smith Rowe coming in as well. I think you can argue oh, he, he's I, being I like influential as well. I think he's class. I I think he's good. I think he's very good as well. Again, paints me to say it. I think he's very good. I think that's another conversation that in, the pool of England talent we yeah. have. The pool of England talent we have. Um, just... Just to comment on uh, England talent in the Spurs scenario, we've got Ryan Sessignon coming back next season after a very, very successful year at Hoffenheim. And yeah. Oliver Skip, I don't know if you've paid attention to Norwich in the Championship. Um, he's a central midfielder we put out on loan yeah. and he made it into the Championship uh, team of the year. He's supposedly been the unsung hero at Norwich and... Um, being supposedly one of the main reasons they came back up, and you so, reckon he'll, he'll come back into your lineup? Supposedly, that's the plan. That's the plan because we don't want we want we want him back in. Cause I, 
again, you know how much I like this player, but supposedly he's a better version of Winks. <laughs> much better version of Winks. Um, also, I think if he's going to be that ball winner and distributor in midfield, gives you a better option, Hoybier, because Hoybier does well at winning the ball back and stuff, but he's a bit reckless. He doesn't have quality in the final third. And also, we're, we're very exposed at the, back, at the back. So if we have two players who can marshal that midfield, I think that could be a nice little partnership, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, there's... Just, just talking about English talent, I'm excited about that coming back in. But um, back back to Arsenal. They've got that Gabriel, haven't they? Um, no, not Gabriel. What's their winger called? Pepe? No, um, the Brazilian, Martinelli. Oh, Martinelli. Gabriel yeah. Martinelli. Another one who's been very unfortunate with injuries this year. I just... You can say about all this talent Arsenal have and they've been unlucky with injuries. I just... They're so hot and cold. They are so hot and cold. You see them one game play really well like they did against you. Yeah. And then a game later, they're losing to Burnley. And then they've got Xhaka strangling someone. It's like... What what is going on at that football club? What is going on? It just it baffles yeah, it's, me. I don't think you can really explain it. it there's, there's, yeah, there's so many different factors coming to play there. I think I think a part of it would be recruitment. If you yeah look at some of the players they brought in, it's um it's not really worked out for them. I think there's a get there. There's potential though. Like Pepe is starting to perform a bit. Party, I think there's potential yeah. there. I, I still think they need a striker. I think they need a striker because Bamiang. Yeah, yeah, he's had a, he's had an off season. He, you know, he's class. He's going to get you. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets twenty goals again next season. Do you know how old he is? I don't know. Late twenties, thirties. I, I just I want to make sure this is 100% correct um, or not I don't want to go on Arsenal fan TV do I he's 31 so I, I think he's and he's turning he's, he's not lacking pace is he he's not lacking pace he's turning pace. 32 in a month I, I, I don't think that's going to stop him from still scoring goals well to be fair you look at um, Cavani um, 34 signed a contract today, contract yeah. extension today. Um, he's yeah, he's 34. He's playing very well for Manchester United. I just, I just don't know. I look at. I'll be fair to Bamyang. He had family issues with his mum. He had malaria. It it hasn't gone well for him this season, and there's been reasons for it. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's bias. It could be bias. I'm t- talking about now, but I just, I just don't, I just don't see it with Arsenal. I used to, I used to come up against Arsenal and be like, oh, just no, just don't lose badly, Spurs. Yeah. I, it, I, that's that's where I used to go into it, and then it reached a point. I was like, oh, come on, like easy six points. Yeah, and then and again, I hate to go back to Spurs point, but that's how I, that's how I looked at a lot of the top top six. Man City, oh come on, we can we can get a win against them. When it was good under like Poch, yeah, Man United, oh, yeah, oh, then I think Chelsea. Oh, that's that's a tasty rivalry. 
it, re- it reached a point in the last few years that Tottenham Chelsea were bigger rivals than Tottenham Arsenal. A hundred percent. I think that says it all, really, doesn't it? As as the season to get older, as well, when the atmosphere of building up for a Chelsea game, there was there was hatred. Arsenal was historical hatred. Mm. Chelsea was current hate. There was you'd be on the tube. And I, I think like, if you ask oh. most Chelsea fans, like what club do you hate? They'll say Tottenham. Yeah, they, they, especially over the last couple of years, it's been since that battle of the bridge, mate. There's been bad, bad blood. But give it a year. I think how we see Arsenal now. Is how you're going to see us? Oh no! I, too far. I, I already think you're a bit of a joke as well. Yeah, that's the problem <laughs> with it. Like one year, one year difference, and we're we're, we're turning into Arsenal. Yeah, it's starting to feel sorry for you. I, I feel sorry for myself. <laughs> West Ham. Next thing you know, it's going to be Chelsea West Ham's a big rivalry, and Tottenham Arsenal. We're like, don't forget about us. That's that, that's the way it's going. But yeah, we said we right, we said we said our list for this season complete. We don't know any of the transfers. We don't know who's leaving the clubs. Can you name your top four for next season? Just off of that, right now. You can, you can, I, you can, you can, I, you can I, consider transfers which could happen. So, like maybe Haaland to Man City. Like uh, take that in consideration. But what do I you think, think that that's so hot. You, if you're going down that route, that's going to be impossible to predict. I, I think the top four that I predicted this season will be the same. Like not in the same order, but the same four clubs. I think it'll be City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool. Yeah, also though, one order, top four order. It's hard. It's a hard one. It's hard. It's, it's... If you're gonna pick an order, I I give you. I have the same top four. They're like just look, looking at my list right now, mm-hmm. I have the same top four because Tottenham aren't going to invest. Arsenal aren't going to invest. West Ham, they're losing Declan Rice this summer. I strongly believe that, and. They've got a good team morale, but that only lasts so long in the Premier League. Premier League is a brutal, brutal league, and team morale will only last so long. Yeah. Leicester, I say it every year, I'm like, oh, they're going to drop off, and they just don't. And I think that's credit to Brendan Rodgers, but I just. This year, well, next year is going to be a year they finally do drop off. I'm saying it now. They're going to drop off. <laughs> um,. But yeah, no, I've I've got Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool. The order of that though, that's where it really comes into question. I f- I think again, it. I'm not giving you a definite answer here, but I think the top two will be City, Chelsea, and then the bottom oh. two clubs will be United, Liverpool. Oh. What what way round that is, I'm not too sure. So just a question for thought. You don't think the return of Virgil Van Dyke will make a difference? I think it will make a difference. They'll, they'll move up to third instead of fourth. Oh. <laughs> so, no, I, so you're so wait. So just 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 to get this right, because the Liverpool they've basically done the deal for Canate from Leipzig. I don't know if you know about him. Yeah, very yeah. good defender. Very good defender. Strong, pacey. Yeah. Basically, the second coming of Joe Gomez, to be honest. So great for all the Premier League strikers. Um, Virgil Van Dyke expected to be fit, um, and I can't remember what what his injury was, but I remember hearing something that the injury has you come back the same player. 
it isn't one of them injuries where you come back a bit tentative with it. Right. Um, Regardless of that, Liverpool's issue hasn't been solely defence. No, right, they, they haven't scored goals compared to what they've been doing the last few seasons. Going back to what I said earlier, with if you have a good defence, if you have the right people to defence, it can benefit your attack. And I think that I think that's what Liverpool have missed. You see the fact if you, if you have Virgil Van Dijk go up the pitch, it doesn't matter that Trent's not back. Because Virgil will cover Trent and his own position. Henderson will cover Trent as well. The dynamic Liverpool have when all their players are fit is unrivaled. It's just the way it works. It's, it's like clockwork. The way mm. they move around the pitch and like they're always covering each other. And it just one player pitches up, one player cover, covers. And it's it sounds simple, really, really simple. But the way they make it work, it's just, it's, I'm envious of it. Really, really am envious of it because it's, it's lovely to watch. And I'd argue Liverpool on top form, Man City on top form, Liverpool play better football. It, like when everyone's fit. Be interesting to see what Man City Liverpool will be like next year when Diaz and Van Dijk hopefully all fit are up against each other. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. With an actual striker for Man City. But I just, Chelsea, <laughs> you're playing well at the moment. Yeah, but you don't forget you also lost humiliated by West Brom. Don't forget that. No, no, like, no, that's still a, in recent memory. Don't no, forget that. Anomaly, bro. Like, I don't, in the, you're in the Champions League final. Okay, I just want to comment on this. You're in the Champions League final. You got handed that Champions League final. That draw was atrocious. We beat Atletico Madrid. To get beat Atletico draw. Madrid, who turned up and didn't even want to score a goal. We didn't let them score a goal. They didn't even want to score a goal. I, I think Simeone got confused about what competition <laughs> he was in. I think he thought it was a La Liga. <laughs> I think he thought it was a league format. <laughs> right. And then you got Porto. And then you got Real Madrid. Yeah. The most successful club in Champions League history. What was that last word you just said there? All right, history, but what, exactly. when did they last win it? Was it three years ago? And who was that with? That was, that's quite recent history. What, what what player did they have then? Yeah. That you cannot... I'm not even going to... <sighs> no, I'm not, I'm not taking that. We, we've, we've well and truly deserved our place. Going back to what the point is for next season... Who's that, Wait, who's had a harder run into a final? Man City or well, Chelsea? Well, obviously Man City. Obviously Man City. Yeah. Obviously I... now. Who had, who had a harder run to? Who had a harder run? PSG or Chelsea? What do you mean into the into the final? They're well, into semi final. But that's irrelevant. They're not in the final. Why is it? Why, why is it irrelevant? Your Wait, side are, of you, the are you just still a bit, a bit hurt <sighs> about a couple of seasons I'm, ago? I'm just saying, he's done well. He's done well. But let's not forget some of the results you've had, the draw you've had to get to that final. If I I could be sitting here with pie on my face when it comes to uh, 30th of uh, May. We're, we're sat here 
and you've beaten Man City and you've won the Champions League. I could be sat there with pie in my face. I also believe that game at the weekend, how many changes did Man City make? Was it nine? Seven? Oh, no, sorry, was it seven? Seven changes? And if it wasn't for Aguero's pathetic Penenka, <laughs> you would have been sat there, red face being shit. We're meant to be playing these. Oh, it, it, don't, it, no, no, no. I, I completely agree. Like, if, if they were 2-0 up at half-time... 2-0 up at half-time. Game over. And you would have been sat there thinking, fuck, we've got these at the end of the month. And they didn't even have their strongest team out. We can oh, even ne- Neither it. do we, though. We didn't even have Mason Mount in our squad. Who else didn't you have in your squad? Well, if you're talking about changes... We, we played on the Wednesday night. We had two days to recover for that game okay. so we had one day less than Man City if you okay. if you're wanting to talk about all that oh I didn't want to but you brought it up okay <laughs> so uh, and then so in in terms of rotations then we oh, this is just going off memory so we didn't we swapped out Ben Chilwell for Marcus Alonso we brought in Reese James we brought in Billy Gilmore we brought in who didn't start against Real Madrid. Who did we start? We started with Pulisic, Werner, and yeah, so you had you dropped Havertz. Yeah, you dropped you dropped Havertz and you dropped um, you dropped Mount as well. Yeah, and like obviously and, Jorginho. Yeah, but, so it's a, a weaker squad. But if you're talking about like squad depth, I think Chelsea and Man City have probably the the best. Yeah, you've got the, the best team in the league. You have got the best team in the league. Like, I, I don't think there's any like question about that. I'll be, I, yeah, fair, fair play to that. I just, I still go back to it and the game at the weekend. Okay, you drop players, Man City drop players. I just, I think Man City, like, you flip it around, like we said, go in two not half time. I think you're a bit, oh, I'm not feeling confident about this. All because of one penalty. All because of one penalty. Your whole mood and attitude towards the final has changed. Oh, no, I, gonna, I, I, I don't think so. I I think anything can happen in a cup final. Especially I, a Champions I, League final. I, and I, I, the only way that game was really going to affect... The mentality going into the final, if it was an absolute oh, fresh whitewash, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I believe you have a chance in the final. Everyone has a chance in the final. I believe Tuchel could get it absolutely right with his tactics, but my head, well, my heart says Man City. My heart, heart. I want. You want Man want, City to win over Chelsea? Is that even a question? I don't is know. That, uh, we, Chelsea have already won it, so like it's nothing new. Honestly, Man City winning it—that's just. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't even want you to beat Arsenal, mate. To be honest, <laughs> I don't want even. I don't want anyone. To, I don't want anyone to get points in that game. I want it to be like a void game, but um, I don't want you to have anything. Absolutely anything. That is a like bitter Spurs fan. Call me what you want. I don't want you to have anything. Right. So my heart says I want Man City to win. 
I've already said I'm going out on a Champions League final day. I'm getting a white. I refuse to wear another team's top. I'm getting a white top, and I'm writing Man City in black. Byro, not Byro. Um, like a permanent marker on a top because I just honestly, I, I can't. I can't have you in. I cannot have you in. But there's something in my head. I can talk all this stuff about Tuchel, but there's something in my head which thinks this little German genius is going to pull it off somehow. He's going to pull it off. I don't know. And I think Pep is going to be left red-faced, being cocked it up again. I I don't know. There's something... There's something in the air. Yeah. It's it's 2012 vibes. It's 20 and 12. Absolute undeserved Chelsea are going to pull it off somehow. That's that's the the vibes I'm getting. (laughs) That's the vibes I'm getting from this. And it's, it's painful. Very, very painful. Uh, all I can say is thank God for Villarreal because if there was an all English Europa <laughs> League, I do not know. I would have gone into hiding. I, 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 I would not yeah, have been seen. Thank God for Emery. You know, good evening. Good, good evening. evening. <laughs> oh, mate, honestly, but yeah, that would have been shocking. That that scenario would have been. I don't care. I don't care if United win it. That. I don't give two craps about that. Mm-hmm. The Chelsea thing, I really do care about, and I'm worried. I'm really worried. What do you, What do you think? Honestly, I, I think? have to. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Pretty good. I, I'm, as I said, like earlier on, I I just feel going into every game now. I just feel confident. I feel, I don't know. It's it's just everything seems to be going right at the moment. Rich, I don't know. I'm touching wood right now. Oh, yeah, that, that feeling, I I don't know. I don't know if I had that feeling as a football fan. Yeah, mate, it's really nice. 2018 World Cup, maybe the last time I had that feeling. Mm. And I think that was more alcohol talking <laughs> to every game. So to be honest, mate, I have no idea what that feels like as a football fan. <laughs> um, but what do you think the score is going to be? Oh. I, 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 do you know what I think? I think there needs to be a goal from each team within the first. It, do you know what I want? I want it to be the Tottenham Man City quarter final. Remember when it was like before free game where goal there was like three goals in the first twenty minutes or something. Right. Yeah. It was an absolute goal fest. I, if that game goes on for longer than half an hour and it hasn't been a goal, I think it could be easily a one nil game. Easily. <laughs> Which yeah, I don't I guess, want as a Champions League final. I really from, don't want that. From, from yeah, the neutral perspective, that's not what you want. But when when you're the, and you would have, I, I guess it was a bit different for you when you were in the final because you conceded early on. Oh, we conceded within one minute from yeah. the BS. Handle. So that that just changed it completely. But when it's <laughs> it really it's quite in cage, it's nil nil throughout it. It's so nerve wracking. Like yeah, so the twenty twelve was the complete opposite. It's nothing until. The, the late 80th minute or, or whatever the 80th minute yeah. um, and then the game sort of came to life and um, <laughs> when when you're the team in it that that doesn't really matter it's <laughs> all that matters in the finals winning oh, and I don't know I just feel I feel good about it do you, do you feel robbed a bit that it's just another final at Wembley well potentially we should add potentially another final at Wembley I think I saw today it might be in Portugal yeah I did see I did hear that the, the talks between the UK government and UEFA wasn't 
the best because of uh, to do with uh, quarantining of UEFA officials because UEFA officials are too good to quarantine unlike the rest of the players or anything yeah. like UEFA officials can't quarantine no way no 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 um, that's what basically that's what it's coming down to um, but if let's say for argument's sake it is in Wembley would you would you feel a bit because uh, I know I would if I used another final at Wembley but Champions League what, I, I know you can't really go out there or anything or experience the fan zones or anything like that. But I just another final Wembley. It's just like, especially with everything that happened in the last year. Just, I, I don't know. What like, do you mean? I just feel like Liverpool, that magical night in Istanbul. Uh, right. You're not in Munich. Um, I, just, I think that's what makes the Champions League special. Just the fact of like having your special nights in like a foreign city. Like, that's the thing. As I said, uh, look, all that, all that matters at the end of the day is winning, and Chelsea tend to do pretty well at Wembley. Yeah. Well, Man City, they don't. <laughs> I think if you look over the last ten years, Chelsea have been more successful at Wembley. At Wembley, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to look into that actually. Are you sure? Because Man City have won the um, Carabao Cup five times. <laughs> that is a good point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wembley be, is the Adam himself. But okay, it so is. again, using that word, like historically, Chelsea have done well at Wembley. We we like playing at Wembley. So I I, I think if we if it ends up being played at Wembley, it would just be that extra little. Okay, yeah, another thing sort of going our way. All I can say is thank God. Tottenham turned it down. No way on earth am I having even Man City, especially Chelsea, win a title. <laughs> it, well, the Champions League in our stadium before we win anything. No way that I could. I wouldn't have that. And Aston Villa, like they were pushing it a bit. Like, did you see like them all being linked with it and all that? Like, yeah. They were. They were never getting it. I can't. I was talking to someone the other day about it, and I was like, "You do know that that there's no way on earth they're getting it." They're like, and they're like, why, why, why? And I'm like, you have to, you have to have a certain set of um, requirements. You have to meet a certain list of requirements to host a major UEFA event like that. And it's to do with like how many media rooms and all that, because it's the biggest game in football. So, well, second biggest. Um, yeah, so you need to have all these rooms for the media, all these media outlets all around Europe, all around the world to be able to, yeah, work in. And stuff like that, and Villa don't have it. That, that's one of the reasons why Tottenham built their new stadium so they could host events and meet all these requirements. Yeah. So Villa, Villa were never in a contention for it. No. But um, to, to be honest, I said about the whole Wembley Mayor thing, but as an England fan, I wanted to stay in um, um, this country, not for the sense of oh, it's two English teams, it deserves to be in this country, but. Euros, mate. I don't. I don't want any risk of our players going abroad catching it because you look at Havertz beginning of the season. He caught it, and he really struggled to get over it. Hmm. I, know, I know the cases are low and all that, but you just don't know the other countries. You don't want someone like Phil Foden or Mason Mount getting coronavirus and then being a bit sl- like not hundred percent leading up to the Euros. You do not want that at all, especially with the likes of Grealish looking like he's not even going to get on the plane. Plane bus because it's in this country because <laughs> of his injury. Is 
yeah, I want, I want, I want all these English players to just stay yeah. in this country, <laughs> stay fit, stay healthy. But uh, yeah, that's that's conversation for another day. The Euros and everything, but yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, this. I'm I'm nervous about Champions League final. I'm nervous. <laughs> really, well, really, as am I. Of course. Yeah, no, but yeah, I, I think I'm, I think it'll be a good game. Hopefully, hopefully, like I said, as long as there's goals early, it should be fine. But yeah, should we uh, call it ends there? Yeah, wrap well, it up. I feel like we've covered the league. Didn't really, <laughs> didn't really. I tell you, I tell you, the team we did lose title. To be fair, we, t- one team we didn't talk about, and we will just have a quick word on Everton. Yeah, or, I was, or, I was going to bring it back to them actually because yeah, obviously about I, team, I put really. them seventh over you in eighth, and. Yeah. Just yeah, just to mention that again. Um, so I think just going right back to the start of the season, I, I remember when we were doing our our fantasy teams, I and I, I I I had three Everton players in there. I I, I liked the players that they brought. In. I think I think I had Dinier, uh, Calvert Lewin, and Richardson. And I don't know. I just I had a good feeling about them, and I I remember you you um. <laughs> were completely rubbishing all of that right at the start because we, we we definitely had, we had a chat about where what our predicted lineup is but not a lineup our predicted um, table yeah we uh, we should have wrote that down actually yeah we yeah, we should have to be fair I, I hold my hands up I rubbished Everton off I just said again going back to identity I was like oh, it's just gonna be normal Everton they're gonna start all right they're gonna feel like they're gonna be the best team in England. They put all this money into the club. They've got James Rodriguez, and for the first few weeks, I was like, "Oh, oh crap! They're actually they're playing well." Um, but they've just been normal Everton, haven't they? They've looked like they're going to kick on, then they don't, and t- have a loss, have a draw. Yeah. But it, I, it I, I do add them. It, their it away record. Their away record is. Um, I don't think they've lost away this year. They're not. I'm pretty sure right, I read that's them. impressive. Um, Everton, though, I think again, I think like the Tottenham Arsenal thing. I think the defence for them. Dinier is a very good player. Seamus Coleman, it's, he's past it. Godfrey, though, I think I've been impressed by him. Yeah, right he's, back, he's spe- right even though he's a centre back, been very impressed with him. Right mm-hmm. back. Um, Keane and Mina have their days. Um, I think yeah, again, I think if they get. Like I said, a Van Dyke Diaz type signing, I think that can change Everton around. So, other than the top three, Man City, United, Chelsea, I think, and we'll give Liverpool because Liverpool have injuries. Leicester, West Ham, Spurs, Everton, Arsenal. You talk about their squads need to be stronger. I do also think that you need, all of them do need that big centre back to really commanding defensive player to really strive them forward I would take West Ham out of that because I do think a lot of their performance this year has just been morale based um, which credit to them but I, I, I don't see them being anywhere near next year especially if they have got Europe I, their squad isn't big enough to cope nowhere near yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with West Ham actually because oh, yeah. I, I I I like that team a lot. 
that you can we just add you did work at West Ham you know a lot of them <laughs> boys personally so again bias in there perhaps a little bit but perhaps a little bit well what happens <laughs> when your best buddy Declan goes to Chelsea or United <laughs> what's going to happen there you're going to forget you're wasn't gonna the forget. case but okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're going to forget all of you're going to forget all about West Ham no. okay but yeah well we'll end up there today um, next one what what should the next uh, topic of conversation be I think we've we've alluded to Euros quite a bit so I think it'll be quite interesting to talk about what we'll do with England well hopefully the, we will talk about Euros hopefully we'll be also talking about uh, Man City's triumph on the Grand Station of Champions League oh, beating yeah. Chelsea 5-0 um, <sighs> manifesting that a bit there hopefully if I say it enough it will happen but um, yeah hopefully next episode will be about the Euros alright sweet 